Happy New Year and welcome to the first Western Sports Football Club podcast of 2019. We hope you all had an enjoyable holiday and have your resolutions ready to go. We've had a couple of weeks off due to cancellations, so today we'll reflect on our cup match against Hanworthy Recreation and catch up on the other major football topics. With me today are Ant Horan and Henry Lawrence Napier. And first of all, boys, we played Hamrec on Saturday, cup quarterfinals, looking to retain our trophy. Uh, there was a few grumbles in the warm-up, maybe felt like some players had a few too many mince pies. Yeah, I mean, I felt a little bit unfit in the, in the warm-up. Um, I think a lot of people said the same. Um, it didn't help that there was a, a wedding reception the evening before as well. Um, I didn't attend, but I think a couple others did. But, you know, obviously looking at the result of the game, it didn't seem to matter that much in the end. OK, and um, getting to the game, then once we did get going, I think Hamrek probably started the better and had some more chances in the first half. Yeah, I think, yeah, the whole first half, I think they were... Well, they definitely were the better team. Missed a fair few chances, actually. I think we were quite lucky um, if it went for our back. Well, you know, our back four did well. Defensively, we did all right, but they were just finding pockets of space. Um, you know, we don't really train, do we? And I think they tra- someone said they trained a couple of times a week, and you could tell in that first half, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. I honestly, yeah. I felt like I was running with a piano. It was, it was tough, but um, yeah lucky I would say in the first half if we're honest yeah they had some chances that they had um, was it their centre forward just got the ball in front of Sweeter and nudged it past Sam Watts you sort of turned and watched it dribble past the post yeah that was one of a few chances I think Sam Watts made a couple of good saves as well I don't know if that was in the first half but even in the duration of the game Sam Watts made a couple of good saves which is nice to rely on Um, and like Ant was just saying about the defence Johnny Manley I think won every header um, throughout the game which is probably upwards of 10 and 20 headers um, but you know it's nice to have that at the back sometimes or all the time in our case and there was also the opportunity they had where there's certainly one which flashed just across the goal and uh, the one was a bit of a melee in our box where Cross came in sort of looped up against the crossbar and limped back down again and I think Wakes just managed to hook it off the line stop it going in Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Couldn't have fell to a better person, really. He's like the calmest bloke ever. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He literally it was falling on the line, wasn't it? He just watched it and then just clipped out. But yeah, we rode our luck. Um, I think more than rode our luck, actually, didn't we? Really, I think we should have been losing at half time. Oh, well, I'm not sure. I don't think they had clear cut chances. They definitely had more of the ball and they played better than us. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we were if we were to go in down one nil down, we wouldn't have been. You know, we didn't felt hard done by necessarily. We did have a couple of chances though. Both fell to Murphs. One he sort of took down and oh, yeah. um, stuck really well, and one I think just wide and one just over. He missed. It was one on one, wasn't it? Yeah, he missed the one on one. The keeper died. Murphs kicked it about three seconds later. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying. The one that stands out. Sorry, is that one that when he went clean through, the keeper had already dived, didn't he? Yeah. And he hit his foot. What were the other ones? Molly took down on his chest just on the edge of the box and oh, that's volleyed yeah, yeah, yeah. I think two very similar to a degree oh, yeah. I mean he scored <laughs> scored our last four goals or something <laughs> hasn't he so yeah he, we'll let him off, off yeah. Yeah. the other thing that happened in that first half of note uh, was obviously our skipper Adam Barrett getting injured and coming off which is sort of disruptive particularly in the first half when you lose a key player yeah I mean it doesn't necessarily come as a surprise of Adam anymore <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure I think at least it's from previous injuries I think it's sort of you know reoccurring um, 
but yeah, you know, it massively disrupts the team, and I'm the one next to him. So for me, it's someone else to play next to. Um, but in other, looking another way, at least we had someone who is experienced as, as Flemfer as you captain the side for alongside to, to come in and, and take his place. Yeah, obviously I've played with Flem loads and loads of times. So yeah, having him come onto the pitch wasn't necessarily a problem for me. Um, it probably took us a couple of minutes just to you know reset ourselves and get back on the winning track in the end. Okay, so after some words of uh, wisdom at halftime from the from the gaffer, we came out second half and it was a bit of a different game really we started to get a foothold in it and started to dominate a little bit and maybe not create chances immediately but start to have a foothold in the game and play the game in the hand half yeah definitely I think um, yeah that half time came at a nice time really regrouped and then I think with with Hen and Flem in the middle it just we just, it just kind of sort of bullied it a bit in you know in, in, in the nicest way you can say that you know firm tackles winning our headers and I think it just disrupted them because obviously they've got those two lads the little lads in the, in the middle that are good ball players but it was sort of just restricting them um, and then yeah I think we started playing fo- actually playing football weren't we I think in the first half we were a bit hesitant everyone started to get on the ball a bit more um, and then we switched and we Louis, Louis went up top I dropped in and yeah I don't, we made ourselves a bit more compact I think didn't we and then uh, when Steve came on as well, he certainly. I think from from the from the sideline when Steve came on, changed a lot. And we were pushed, pegging them back a, a lot further, and his sort of drive and pace sort of brought that on. And he's been scoring goals as well this season. Yeah, yeah, Steve's you know scoring a lot of goals for us, um, and he does offer something different because you know when you see from another team's point of view, when you see someone his size going on the pitch, you think. Shit, um, but he's, he's you know he's strong and he's quick as well. Um, so you don't, you're not really sure what to expect from him. Sometimes he'll just flick it on. Sometimes he will bring it down. And he'll try and beat his man. Um, you know, and that's that's good from him. So the first few chances we had, or the, the start of us starting to look dangerous in that second half, really all came from set pieces, sweetest delivery from the box. We had a couple of corners where it's looked close, and also some free kicks. And that's the sort of weapon that's sort of recently come into the side. Yeah, like sweetest left foot's really yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sweet, he's mugging you off. Um, and then yeah, I, but we got we, you know we got good attacking players like Josh in the air. Like how many times has he scored from those like attacking corners? Johnny Manley, like, as we said. Um, no, so Murph, obviously. yeah, Murph's good in the air. Steve's good in the air. You're good in the air. Flem's good in the air. So like they are, they are definitely a strength. And um, but yeah, I don't think did we come close? Come close on a few of them. There's a few when they corners whipped in, and it was sort of yeah. Steve. Steve headed one over actually, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the goal then it did come or originated from Steve Ormrod, a little clip into the box, and Louis Irwin brought it down, and a great tackle by the centre half from Wreck. Yeah, it was a good tackle. I'm not, I'm not really sure what happened with the tackle because he managed to be on all fours, I think, with the ball <laughs> sort of underneath his arm area. Um, I think he. He probably thought about hooking the ball away from Ant's feet with his hand. Yeah, he was going to, um, but Ant obviously got there first, you know, and smashed it in <laughs> to the bottom corner. <laughs> Ant, you were obviously quite close to it. Just talk us through what happened. Oh, well, the, I don't think the Thunderbolt description on Twitter gave no, So, yeah, Steve clipped it in, didn't he? The, the, Louis sort of like used his strength, and it, the defender did well, but it, it was like, kind of like a bundle. 
and he was like kind of crawling to the ball, wasn't he? And I thought he was just going to handball it. Um, I think Louis was a bit sneaky actually. I think Louis may have grabbed his leg. <laughs> but anyway, the ball came through and I just clipped it around him and yeah, just poked it. Poked down about six yards out, but we'll call it a thunderbolt. <laughs> did it Did it reach the back of the net or not? Oh yeah, it was, like a, it was an alright toe. It went far corner, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was good, it was a good finish. Yeah, yeah, it was alright finish. Um, but then... Then I knew we had to bloody hold on for like the next 10 minutes. That was sort of the dreading bit. Yeah, and to be fair, that last 10 minutes was pretty comfortable. I mean, you know, I, I came on for the last five plus five of injury time and told to just go and sit in front of the, you know, the back four on the left really and defend it out. And yeah. we didn't have yeah. a lot of defending to do. I was really expecting Hamrek to real sort of push on that last 10, um, but they didn't. I mean... I don't really know what their tactic was, but they didn't do. They didn't change anything. We had a lot of the possession that last ten minutes, and I think we did well as a team to use it well. You know, putting it in the corners, um, giving it to players like Steve who can hold it up in that corner. Um, so yeah, I was surprised by that really from Hamrek. Even I was going to say, even even when we dropped back, we only left Louis up front, and they still almost had like a back four and a and a, and a holding mid sort of. So I, I was looking around at the back and thinking, there's an awful lot of attackers here, but the ball just wasn't arriving yeah. so it, it sort of didn't matter and like I say Steve was constantly driving into that corner and winning corners and yeah. throw-ins and well celebrating possibly slightly over enthusiastically for them but yeah. you know, it's, it's good to see someone who's keen yeah yeah no he's well a bloke's a man mountain so like, when he was holding the ball up in the corner I think the linesman linesman gave a foul against him literally because it was almost like unfair <laughs> they, they just couldn't get around him Lino was like yeah no um, but yeah held on and Lovely, semi-final. Excellent. So Steve's celebrating the victory by like leaving us for another continent, yeah. and with Jamie Irwin having left for Wincanton, Hayden to Sherbourne, Steve going, sort of looking a little bit depleted in some areas, possibly. Yeah, um, you know, and it's not our job to decide who comes in, but I think we definitely need some other attacking options. Obviously, we've got Ant Steele, we've got Murph, um, we've got Painter for the time being. Um, but yeah, I think. Yeah, another player to bolster the squad. We've already taken Murph and Steve from the reserve, so I'm not sure what else there is to offer from there. Yeah, I don't, yeah. What, what, what can you say? We need to say, probably need to sign some play. Get, get you know, yeah, get your checkbook out, well, Zee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note, looking forward to the uh, next round. Obviously, we're into the semi-finals. Um, in it with us are Blandford, Holt, and Cobham. Now we've got to draw away at Blandford and Holt are playing Cobham. Given our record, obviously you always want a home draw, which we haven't got, but Cobham have sort of been a bit of a nemesis for us over the, the last couple of seasons, although we did beat them earlier this season, and we lost to Holt again this year. Are we happy with the draw, or could it have been better, could it have been worse? Yeah, I mean, they're the two sides, aren't we? We actually have, and that's nothing against Blanford, but like Holt and Cobham have been our bogey sides, really, certainly for the last two years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, if being truthfully honest, probably you you wouldn't we naturally wouldn't wanted to play. No, you, exactly, no, but plan for the way is not going to be easy either, is it? So um, on paper, you, from an outside point of view, you probably have us as favourites, but. Blanford away is never an easy place to go and in the semi-final it's going to be twice as difficult because they're going to want to reach it just as much as we do yeah it's not really a nice place to go with Blanford it's not you know the pitch isn't the greatest and it's, it's on a, like a wreck almost isn't it they've got the cricket pitch next to it um, but yeah you know they always give a tough fight it's never an easy game out there I think I've never, we've never been there and won like you know 5-0 or something ridiculous um, 
And I have, I have, they have had better results recently as well from what they did at the start of the season. Doesn't know whether they've brought in players or whatever. And like you said, as a cup game, semi-final, they're going to be up for it. You know, yeah. they got they got nothing to lose. You know, they're expected to lose in a way. So you know, they're going to go for it and you know try and get into the final. And while we're talking about Cobham, that's where we're going on Saturday. Uh, tricky trip now to Cobham. Not been a happy hunt, hunting ground for us in the last couple of seasons. Can we take Saturday's form into the game with us? I hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Cobham away is probably one of the hardest fixtures of the season, I think, personally. Um, I can't remember winning out there. I don't know when the last time was. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean we didn't play, we didn't play amazing on Saturday, but I think the one thing we can take forward from Saturday is the fight. You know, we wanted to win the game, we wanted to win our fifty fifties, and that's sort of half the battle in a way. Um, so if we can do that on Saturday, you know, string a few good passes together and give it an ant, you never know what could happen. <laughs> <laughs> so pressure's on you, Ant. You know, we 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 beat them reasonably comfortably at home early in the season, but they were at least a couple of players missing, so it's, it's probably going to be a whole lot harder this time round. Yeah, d- yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because uh, what's his name? Jamie Moore. Yeah, yeah, he, he went there. centre back, wasn't he? And yeah, I, the thing is, like, I thought we played well against them at home. And you know, I know they had players missing, but you still got to play what's in front of you. And when we did well, so you just carry it on, really. Um, you know, and like we kept a clean sheet against Hambrek. You know, albeit a bit fortunate in time. But like, if you're going to keep clean sheets against top sides, then. You know, you're always in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So hopefully, defensively, be sound and Murph can nick a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's on you, Murph. Hope you're enjoying your family lunch. Okay, moving on to other things then. And let's start with you. Yeah. Fulham had an important victory yesterday. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the victory first or the farcical penalty situation first? Well, I'm currently a Liverpool fan, <laughs> uh Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Great. It's a good victory, but then every other side around us won, didn't they? Brighton won, Burnley won, Cardiff, Cardiff won. So, but you know, in, keep pace. yeah, you've got to keep pace. Um, I just don't. It's it's weird, isn't it? That did you see that Kamara? No, I, I heard he didn't take the ball off somebody. Well, he won the penalty and picked the ball up and never let go of it. <laughs> uh, and it, like the the players, the, the stadium were even like, you know, giving a mitch of it. So. It's, it's, do you know what? It, it serves him right. I'm actually you know, now that we won, you're yeah. glad he misses because that you know should hopefully learns from that. And well, do you know what? He'll, he'll get dropped for me. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think he'll be dropped? Because Ranieri afterwards was pretty scathing and even went to, so far in his press conference to say I wanted to kill him. Do you think he's going to play in the next game? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. I've, I've, I haven't seen it, but I heard about it, obviously. Um, I guess, you know, you have dedicated penalty takers in the game. It doesn't matter who gets fouled. From a professional's point of view, it's very odd, I yeah. think. So, yeah, he, I can't imagine he'll be in the team. And it's slightly odd that just as he was about to take it, Mitrovic went over and gave him a kiss on the head. It was almost a bit like, I don't know, Judas washing Jesus' Jesus' feet and condemning the man to death or something like that. So, uh, you were almost expecting it by that time, weren't you, really? Yeah, he t- t- it's just it's so bad, isn't it, professionally? Just, you know put your ego to one side he's actually been playing well because he didn't play under Jukanovic um, I think he's been dropping like Sessegnon's not been starting as much Kearney hasn't and he's brought in Kamara who's actually been playing alright but you know you make your bed don't you so it's a shame ok so Huddersfield going down mm, yes 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, honestly, I think Cardiff and Fulham are going down. Talking the other, The other team, uh, yeah, I think probably Huddersfield will go down, yes. They're struggling to score goals, aren't they? Which is, which is never a positive. And I'll mention Cardiff briefly in a minute. But did we see the Liverpool-Arsenal game the other day on Saturday <laughs> night? How was that? Um, how bad can Arsenal's defending be in one game? <laughs> as bad as that was. Um, yeah. I mean, Liverpool, I mean, they are a great attacking team, so it's hard to judge it on that wholly. But, yeah, I mean, Arsenal, they never look good at the back. Um, they didn't help themselves. I mean, Arsenal, Arsenal literally gave them four goals. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool definitely deserve pride. We're not trying to take away from Liverpool here because they're top for a reason and we'll come on to that. But Arsenal literally gave them four goals. You can't do that. <laughs> they set up so... like They were so attacking against Liverpool. And like, I don't, there's no team that can really handle them on, on the break, can they? With that front four. Or even, even the wing-backs now, like Robertson. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Fit right, though. I know United fans, but... Firmino, don't get me wrong. The defending was awful for Firmino's second goal. But if that's another player, I reckon that's that's you know if that's like Messi. You'd be like top when you don't get me wrong. It was awful defending, oh, yeah. but it, he still it was still a, oh, a good, good goal, good wasn't thing. it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. You know, that's that's me as a. I'm neutral in this bit now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've talked on this before about who's the title favourites and I think Henry you went on record as saying City would win the league by double figures in terms of points <laughs> are they still favourites or is it now Liverpool oh I don't know I really hate Liverpool <laughs> so I'm sticking with City favourites <laughs> I mean if a team's seven points uh, sorry is it four points clear now seven points clear yeah, well, I, I think whatever it is short, short, short the seven points clear surely Liverpool massive. have to be favourites at this point yeah it's a massive game on Thursday um yeah, if Liverpool win that, I think, yeah, I might change my view then. Um, but, yeah, hopefully Man City will beat them just to keep it tight. It's bought, you know, last year was a little bit boring, I think, with Man City, you know, going all that way and not really being challenged that much. Um, so, yeah, it'd be good to see Man City win. Okay, so, so as much as it's, you know, you're watching a, from mine and your point of view, Henry, you're watching City Liverpool and you want both sides to lose. <laughs> Um, taking it as a neutral you obviously want the title race to be a title race and to yeah. go down yeah, yeah. So, so I think preferably we'd all like City to win and I'd like if one of those two has got to win it I'd like it to be done on the last day of the season in fluky circumstances to make it interesting yeah. anyway one word that's fine but to finish on this then one word answers please who's going to win on Thursday night Man City draw okay you heard it here first so, the other thing that happened on Saturday, uh, Spurs wandered up against Wolves just when you think they're in the title race, the two points behind City or whatever it was, are up there and with Liverpool. And then Spurs go back to being a bit Spursy and lose 3 1 at home to Wolves. What's happening there? I, I really like Spurs. They, they, I just, yeah, they, I, it's not good enough, is it? I suppose. I just defensively. Three goals at home isn't good enough, is it? Um, I don't know. Is it? I, who played at the back? I can't. I, I was. Out of here, Tong and I don't know. I, they, they, I think they need strengthening there. I don't. I think we kind of got caught up with Trippier in the World Cup. I, I don't think he's that good of a right back. I don't think Trippier, Trippier didn't play. Did he not play? Um, I think it was Walker Pete 
we'll see. She is. And they've also got Aureus. They do have like three right backs. Yeah, but, yeah they, they, but I don't know if they're, they're not like top full backs, though, are they? So, you know, I don't think, I, I don't think personally they're top. Um, ben Davis, I don't think, is a top full back. Danny Rose can be. So, I just think defensively, because they have no problems going forward, right? Do you see that stat of Harry Kane? He's the 21st highest left-footed goal scorer in the Premier League. And he's right-footed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad, that. He's, he, struck, he struck his goal quite well on oh, Saturday. Even if he was a bit... Uh, didn't matter come the end. And yeah. While we're talking of being Spursy, uh, Claude Puel was going to be sacked. Then he beat... Chelsea away beat Man City at home and then they go and lose at home to Cardiff I mean that's got Spursy written all over it yeah that's the real odd one for me I don't I don't get it I didn't see any of them games um, but you know I like Leicester as a club um, but yeah I don't I don't understand how a team can be go from playing so well to them playing so bad but I don't know whether it's one of them games where you just can't get up for it as much like when you're playing bottom of the league or near the bottom of the league you don't you know it's a mental thing you just don't get up for it as much did anyone did you see the highlights of that game at all the Leicester penalty oh well if you haven't seen it it's just just a keeper saves it and Sol Bamba the rebound drops to the penalty taker who just thinks he's going to tap it in and Sol Bamba appears in absolutely nowhere to make this wonderful tackle and just leave this bloke James Madison bemused in a pile on the floor wondering how the hell the ball's not in the back of the net but it's, it's well worth a look and the other thing with the, the penalty is that Etheridge the Cardiff keeper has now saved three penalties this year and don't ask me to name them because I can't remember but every single one of them he has saved has been by someone who's named has the same name as a US president as in Madison yeah. is also US president Kennedy for Newcastle oh, if you can work out the other one then please write in because we're not going to remember <laughs> we would and take one I don't, it, definitely, it definitely wasn't Bush or Clinton or <laughs> Trump that's for sure <laughs> ok so moving on to other, something other big that's happened since we last here Jose's gone Ding dong, the witch is dead. Most of us are all very happy. I think that was the right decision, wasn't it? Yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah, definitely the right decision. Um, yeah, we were terrible with him. Let's be honest. I don't know what's gone on there and why such a. Let's be honest. He is a world class manager. Why he has been? Has yeah. <laughs> why, why, why it imploded like that? I'm I'm really not sure. But you know, now we got Ollie. He's gonna. Okay, so here's here's a question then. So. Trying, trying to an- try and answer this without hindsight which isn't easy because Ollie's come in the football's been positive they've scored 12 goals in three games but when you first heard that Ollie was going to be manager to the end of the season what did you think? Um, I, didn't, I didn't think much of it I'm, I thought it was a bit of an odd selection I didn't get how they came to that conclusion that he was the right man for it or the, you know, the right man for that period of time to the end of the season um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm really not sure about it, but obviously now, after <laughs> scoring 12 goals, I'm, yeah, all for it. Do you know what I thought? You, you know, I, if they're going to take the route of an ex-player, I thought it would be Laurent Blanc, because he managed the big side. Do you know what I mean? I just thought it would kind of be that that little fill, fill the gap. Yeah. That, you know, I don't think he'd have got it full-time, as I don't think, if that question's coming up, that he's going to get it full-time. But, yeah, I don't... It's working well, isn't it? You know, you had a great result at home to Bournemouth, didn't you? And, and at home to Huddersfield, two top sides. <laughs> <laughs> I think, as you mentioned earlier, Ryan, you can only beat what's in front of you. <laughs> yeah. But at least they're winning the games like you'd expect exactly. them to win. 
as opposed to hanging on for a nil nil, yeah. which well, is what's, what's before. Beating them by like two, three goals. Yeah. Whatever. The smallest victory's been three one. Yeah, so Pogba looks alright, doesn't he? <laughs> okay, well you've mentioned him, so let's bring it up. Um, Paul Pogba. I think I was trying to remember the stat now, but he's the only midfielder of his position, a sort of deep midfielder, who has been involved in twenty goals in the calendar year of 2018 he's only one of five players to have double figures for goals and assists in the calendar year of 2018 so I mean with those stats it's easy to see why Jose's leaving him on the bench yeah I, I, you know, I guess as United fans it must be annoying because people love to hate on Pogba don't they yeah. of course they do but he is he is good I mean, the, he, point, the problem was he, at Juventus he was unbelievably good and he just didn't quite bring that to Man United so now everyone thinks oh he's not as good blah 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 but was that, was that the tactics and the role he was playing in or he wasn't playing as well uh, yeah it probably to do the tactics and the role um, I think he had more of a free role at Juventus and you know the Premier League is a harder it's a much but, more but what's he done in the last two games with a free role well he's, you know he's, he's scored goals <laughs> The thing is, do you, you remember when you 2-0 down at home to uh, away at Southampton that game? Did you draw or did you win? I can't remember what Drew. 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 Yeah, yeah. There, there was a time where he was just on the ball, tried to do like a step over, mistouched it and played it through to Lamina and they went and countered. And I thought, that's not like things like that are not what role you're playing in or what the management. That's I, Don't get me wrong, that's an isolated instance, but they just... Under Mourinho, little things like that. Just he, he seemed like careless sometimes, didn't he? In his power, but I don't know whether that's player power and a respect. I, I sort of felt he was trying too hard to a degree in yeah. some places in a, in a very defensively set up side. You mentioned the Southampton game. United went there to defend. That's went two nil down. <laughs> ten, ten minutes to go to half time. Suddenly go with two nil down. We better attack. Scored two in the last ten. Yeah. And the second half came out and defended again. And it's you know, it's, is it as simple as Jose? Well, right from the summer has been. My squad isn't good enough. My defence aren't good enough. The kids aren't good enough. Ollie's come in and goes, I've got a load of great players. They're really good. They play for Man United. Yeah. And look at the difference that makes. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all through confidence, you know. Even at our standard, confidence. And when you have confidence in yourself, I think you play so much better. Um, and Jose just wasn't bringing that. Whether, whether that was just to the cameras, you never know what's happening behind the closed doors, but it's still not nice to hear. There's, there's clearly friction and there's, you know, there's definitely enjoying the way we're playing more now and I think they're more suited to the way we're playing now than they were under Jose's style yeah definitely and uh, as you said about confidence it's like Lindelof in the World Cup for Sweden actually looks he looked quite sound and comfortable didn't he and then yeah. obviously comes back to pre-season <laughs> Jose's saying he's not good then, you know the team's not good enough defensively so yeah I, I actually I, you know Maybe, maybe Small and Jones are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even have it Fulham. <laughs> you want to have him back, Small and? Oh yeah, no, you keep him. <laughs> okay, so do I've got one other question on this then, um, really to do with the appointment of Ollie, sort of. I think United are doing the right thing by getting rid of Jose. I think they're doing the right thing of appointing a manager only to the end of the season and having a complete internal review of how we do and whether there should be a technical director director of football who plans everything and brings it forward and moving forward like that I think that's entirely correct I was just wondering if they've missed a trick with the choice of manager you've got people over in this country who have got decent reputations but will never get that shot at a top top side you know how football works it's like with Van Dijk everyone knew he was good in Celtic but the big sides are all looking at him and going we'll wait 
and they let Southampton buy him, let Southampton prove he's good enough, and then he takes a step up. It's a bit like that with managers. Should Man United have phoned up Eddie Howe and gone, you've got six months to prove you're worthy? Because he wouldn't have turned it down, would he? No. In my head, I've got Poch goes to United at the end of the season and Spurs bring in Eddie Howe. Maybe. I, I, Maybe. Him and Chris Hewton, like these, they're, they're good managers, but... Proven Premier League experience, yeah. plays football the right way that United would like. But then, is it a missed opportunity? I, no, I, I, I don't know if Eddie would have left that easy. I'm not. I'm, I don't think so. I think he's been involved with Bournemouth for so long. And he's done so much for them. And if he was to go to Man United for six months, and it, and he was terrible, he sort of then left. You know, thinking crap. He's left hanging, but he would still get. I think he would still get a job at the next. Level, he would replace Marco Silva or something like that who's starting to struggle or because he's now got that massive club on his CV yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose there is that yeah. would you, would you would, oh, it's hard to say but like I don't obviously the United job's massive but it's a tough ask isn't it that's why I don't think someone like Zidane will go because Zidane I'm not you know you, he did well didn't he at Real Madrid of course no, he did right but, but you know you, you had a midfield two of Cruz, Modric, Bale, Ronaldo <laughs> do you know what I mean whereas there's going to be a lot of building with Man United and I don't think he'll take that because they, he won't want to take the falls that come with it because there will be yeah. never, you know it, it, what, what do you reckon you are two, three years off a title two years at least yeah three probably yeah yeah and will Zidane last up I don't know or, 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 or what sort of manager will that's what I, I think you'll give <coughs> I think that's why they're going for Poch because he's clearly done a building job at Southampton and at Spurs four yeah. years at Spurs and yeah. is getting there mm. um, I guess the question really about Pochettino is will he go to United and in the summer presumably United will make a move for him but so might Madrid so would he choose United over Madrid um, I, I'm really not sure I mean I think he'd probably go Real Madrid if, were, if the options were there and it was you know equal and everything, everything was equal just which club did he prefer I think he probably would choose Real Madrid yeah I think Madrid, yeah, it's Spanish-speaking, yeah. Is he Espanol, so he wouldn't yes. ever go to Barca? No, he's ruled right. out Barca. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take Kane, Ericsson would go, take Kane with him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think so. I'd, yeah, because he, he might feel I, I, that he's got, he can, he, I bet he wants to, he obviously wants to win the Premier League at some point, so he might take a break from the Premier League, go to La Liga, do well there, and then when the opportunity comes back up whether it's the United job or, or City when Pep goes, do, do you know what I mean he might and then just try and win the Premier League that way obviously this is all hypothetical but say the Madrid Joffa isn't there and it's only United are offering a job in the summer Spurs are in the Champions League they've gone into their new stadium United aren't in the Champions League is he going to go? um yeah, that's a really, really difficult question, actually. Um, again, he's done a lot with Tottenham, and obviously got their new stadium, like a, almost like a new, fresh start for him um, from next year. And I don't know, if in, in his head, he'd like to, you know, see it off nicely and win something, even if it's, you know, just the FA Cup. Well, not, you know, it's not just the FA Cup, but you know. Yeah, I think it'd be yeah even for him it'd be a difficult decision. I don't I don't want him to go because I really like the Spurs side, but I I definitely think he would go, um, and especially if if Spurs maybe win something this year, you know he, he got his trophy at Spurs or, or some something along those lines, and 
ultimately they're going to offer him more money it, it is a bigger club it, it, how you know as as a remember he's not English so he's got no associations with different parts of the country you know anything like that so you know as an Argent he's Argentinian right you know manager of Man United if you'd have told him that at the start of his management career that would have been one of his prime jobs right okay final question then to finish with Joe Hart since he's been dropped by Man City he's gone to Torino been dropped by them partway through the season gone to West Ham been dropped by them partway through the season and now it's happened to him again at Burnley where does he go from here? Retirement (laughs) Um, yeah I I understand the reason why Burnley dropped him obviously he wanted to get back to their old ways and no he yeah he's he's a club captain though isn't he yeah and the fans love him and obviously he did really well Um, but yeah, I think yeah. It's put, you know, I don't know how old Joe Hart is. He's thirty-one. He should have a lot of years left for a goalkeeper, shouldn't he? Yeah, I think oh, it's hard to. Say, you know, he's, he's nowhere near as good as he used to be. That's his problem. Um, and obviously, Burnley have a lot of choice of goalkeepers, so he's probably better off going to a club that's less choice. Crystal, Crystal Palace. Yeah, well, Speroni is he? Speroni must still. Hennessy's been. Ah, well, Speroni. Yeah, I, I think. It, is Joe Hart or was he as good as what we actually thought he was as well I, that, I guess I, just our only choice <laughs> the one thing I would always say about Joe Hart was I always seem to remember commentators saying a lot and that's another un, that's, that's an uncharacteristic mistake from Joe Hart but they seem to say it on such a regular basis <laughs> I didn't really feel it was uncharacteristic yeah I mean he, I'd, I'd like to think he must he's, he could still play in the or could he actually there's top there, there's a, yeah exactly there, there's good goalkeepers maybe would you have him at Fulham Fulham signed two keepers at the time <laughs> as well as having better uh, no I wouldn't and if I was him I would go to the States go enjoy your career yeah. honestly because he, he isn't going to get a, a movie probably once now he's he's out of the England picture because we've got you know whatever you think about Pickford he, he's going to stick with him yeah. Butland Pope yeah that's gone so yeah go enjoy yourself yeah. <laughs> okay good advice there so thank you everybody to listening to us once again uh, hopefully both the fixture list and the podcast will be a bit more stable and plentiful going forward thanks also to Steve McDade who's been listening to us in Napoli and has also been in touch he thinks we should do more of the uh, chats with ex-players and management so give us a shout next time you're back in the Oval Macker and we'll sort something out and I'll maybe try and do something else with other people I can find around the place uh, you can catch us on all major podcast platforms and use the, w- the hashtag WFCPod to get in touch with us. Thanks for listening. We need a break.